Hello, and welcome to the Alternative Podcast, coming to you from San Andres Island. Thanks so much for joining us today. Now here is Pastor Eddie with this week's message. So I will invite you home to grab your Bibles and grab a notepad and pen. As we begin this series of lessons, we are calling it Work in Progress. Work in Progress. Um, the tagline is the process of becoming like Jesus. One of the things is that we want us to become and look more like Jesus. And the objective of this series is to understand or to help us understand something very, very important. That even though that Jesus has defeated sin in our lives, Jesus also expects us to live and to defeat sin, sequelas, or the after effects of sin in our lives. Meaning that even though Jesus freed us from the power the presence and the penalty of sin, sin left behind some sequelas or after effects that want us to go back into slavery. So even though Jesus has freed us, he has also given us what we need in order to overcome the sequelas then from sin. So when we finish with this series, we will be able to understand this very important concept of being a work in progress, that we are not perfect and we don't have it all together. And the reason why we feel sometimes, even though we are walking with Christ and we love Jesus, is because sometimes we allow them as sequelas or after effects to take hold of our lives. But I want to give you the good news. And the good news is that even though we have those residues, God has given us the antidote, the Holy Spirit, so that we can overcome and suppress those after effects daily in our lives. You understand? That we can overcome them daily. That don't mean say we are going to eliminate or get rid of them, but we can overcome them daily. And so with that, I want us to look at the first sequelas or residue in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 50. And let's come in the um, verse 15 through the verse 21. This is the last chapter in the book of Genesis. We look at the, first, the verse 15 through the verse 21. We know this story, and I want to look at it because we find a sequela here where most of us here as Rise Up people struggle with. Genesis chapter 50, the verse 15 through the verse 21. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pay us back for all the wrongs we did to him. So they sent word to Joseph saying, your father, not our father, your father left these instructions before he died. What was the instruction? This is what you, he said, this is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. No, please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to Joseph, the Bible said Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it, intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. May the Lord bless 
and add a blessing to his reading and the hearers of his word. Let's start briefly on the subject of the antidote for guilt, the medicine for guilt. Okay? <clears throat> Father, I pray that you will guide us, give us clarity, Lord God, of speech, and as we reflect, we reflect upon your word, I pray that we will learn how to overcome guilt that often cripples us and paralyzes us from living the life you have called us to live to the fullest. In Jesus' name I pray. And we say together. Amen. I don't know why I kind of like tremble. I don't know if I call it or what, but <laughs> kind of <like> tremble. <laughs> okay. Maureen Johnson is an American um, novelist. She writes and her focus of writing is in the area of mystery and fiction. In one of her novels, she said the following about guilt. And listen to what she said um, as she wrote in one of her novels. She said, guilt is a weight that will crush you whenever, whether you deserve it or not. Let me repeat it. She said, guilt is a weight that will crush you whether you deserve it or not. I think she captures the picture of what guilt is all about and what guilt can do to a person when we live by guilt and not understanding what God has done for us. She helps us to understand that guilt is this weight that bears us down and causes us to be unable to rise above, listen to this, to something wrong or something sinful that we have done and have been forgiven from it by the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That when we forget and we lose sight of what God has done in forgiving us for what we have done, we allow guilt and we become, we become and we start to adapt a guilty conscience and that guilty conscience bear us down and we reflect upon these things and thinking that what God has done for us is not sufficient but what we have done wrong is greater than what God has done for us. In fact, when you come to Genesis chapter 50, if you go back all the way from chapter 45, something happened to Joseph's brothers. They did something awful to Joseph. And because of what they did to Joseph, um, they begin to adapt a mentality of guilt because when Joseph and them had this reunion and they came together and Joseph forgave them for what they've done against Joseph, even when Joseph forgave them, they continued to think that even when, I mean, think about this. Even when Joseph have done that to them, they continue to think that Joseph got something against them. That even though Joseph freed them from their sin and from their wrongdoing, they continue to hold something in their heart against Joseph because of the seriousness of what they've done. They say that that is greater than what, the greater, um, what they have done is greater than the forgiveness that Joseph has shown unto them. You know what he's showing us? He's showing that they could not advance and they could not live beyond what they've done because their guilty conscience was bearing heavily on them. I want you to understand something. Guilty conscience is a hell of a thing. It can bear you down and cause you to live as a slave when God calls you to live free. 
And these are the situations that we have variable. I want you to understand this. If there is one thing I want you to walk away from this one is, is this. God's grace is the antidote we need to rise above our guilty conscience. What is God's grace in this context? The grace of God is that he has been compassionate and he has been forgiven to us that even what we have done as great as it is the grace of God shown in the compassion by Joseph to his brother by forgiving them was greater than the wrong that they have done do you know that when we are in Christ Jesus what we have done has been erased and we have received a new position in Christ so we don't need to live any longer as stuck, unable to advance and thinking that we are the worst of the worst. We can rise above because of what God has shown to us. He has shown compassion and he has shown forgiveness and he has given us forgiveness. That's good news, my friend. You know what I'm trying to help us to understand? That even when we have done the worst thing ever in the world when we've been forgiven by God we don't have to go back and rehearse and bring back those things because we have been forgiven from them this is the picture that I want us to understand we don't have to live a life stuck with guilt and conscience bear down by guilt when we have a new position in life through Christ Jesus and I realize that we as riser people many of the time we live in this position and this tension and this reality we allow our guilt to have the best of us instead of allowing the grace of God to have the best of us so the question then that we need to ask this morning is this how can we overcome a guilty conscience? Thank you for asking. Let me answer it to you. The first way I want to answer it is this. The way we can, we can overcome a guilty conscience is that we must accept God's forgiveness. We must accept the forgiveness shown to us. See, accept that you have done something wrong. But at the same time, you must accept the pardon that you have received even when you have done something wrong. That should liberate us. I accept and I acknowledge that I've done something wrong. But at the same time in Christ Jesus, I also accept that even though I have done something wrong, I have received pardon for what I've done. That's the good news, my brothers and my sisters, that we have received good news in Christ Jesus. We have received pardon for our sins through Christ Jesus. And this is unfortunately the situation where we face with Joseph brothers. They recognize that they have done something wrong. But listen, they did not accept that Joseph has actually forgiven them for the wrong that they have done. That even it take them five months, five years, ten years, fifty years, they kept holding on to what they have done and they forgot that Joseph had already forgiven them. So what was happening? They were holding on to their wrong and instead of holding on to the forgiveness that they have received. What happened is that they were thinking that what they have done was greater than what they have received. And that's why we live in a guilty conscience. Because a guilty conscience will paralyze us and put us in prison and think and make us think that what we've done is bigger than God's grace. And what it does to us, look at verse 15 to the verse 17. A guilty conscience will make us live a life of insecurity. What I mean by that? Look at what he said in verse 15 to verse 17. He said, When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said to Joseph, 
what if Joseph holds a grudge against us? You see that? That word grudge in the Hebrew Bible means to keep score against somebody for something wrong that they have done to you. Or meaning to show hatred for something wrong that somebody did to you. They were thinking that Joseph hated them. When Joseph never hated them, all Joseph had for them was love. So they were living insecure even though they have received something, they were still insecure even when they have received a free gift. So what happened? A guilty conscience will make us think that we have not received the precious gift from God when we commit a sin. You know what? This is happening. Think of it like this. You ever hear the term, el que me la hace, me la paga? That of the mentality, right? They say, hey, we need to get to Joseph. No, because if this boy could move over here and we know our father did, dad going to eat our supper. So, that was a normal thinking that was common in that time. They call it the doctrine of retribution. The doctrine of retribution says that anything bad you've done, you deserve to receive a punishment. But I like Joseph because Joseph shows a picture of our God. That our God did not come to give us punishment, but our God come even to give us love when we deserve punishment. That's crazy. So what Joseph is showing us, and listen to me here, brothers and sisters, a guilty conscience will make us live insecure even though we were forgiven. That even though we were forgiven, we still live insecure. And I believe that that's the problem that we have here on the island as, an, as believers in Christ. We've done something bad and we can't move beyond it. What I want us to do, forget what lies behind and press forward. Philippians 3, 11, Paul said, forward for the goal that set before us. That means that we leave what we have done behind and we start move forward in Christ Jesus because we receive a new position. But not only that, guilty conscience, guilty conscience will make us think that we are um, living in an insecure life, but a guilty conscience will make us live a life of captivity. So, a guilty conscience make us live a life of insecurity. A guilty conscience make us live a life of captivity, of slavery. Look at verse number 18 with me. In verse number 18, we find these words that are um, recorded by the brothers of, of Joseph. Listen to what it says in, in the verse number 18. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are what? Your brothers. We are your what? Slaves. They said that we are slaves. Listen, Joseph freed them. So they are no slave. But what they were thinking? That they were slaves. You see that? <laughs> I, I, I try to understand this. Help me understand this. How is it that I have freed you, but yet you still think that you are in chain? That is a result of a guilty conscience. And God did not call us to live by guilt. God called us to live by grace. Meaning that when, no, I know they send us to go, they go trip. But if you trip, remember you got somebody to pick you up. That means you don't have to steer down get on the floor and wallow down. Ah, I trip. Ah, I did this. Ah, I do the other thing. We need to understand that even when we trip, the grace of God is so sufficient to take us out of our weakness and put us strong in a position to move forward in life. 
This is good news for us. We as Rise Up people, we need to get out of that mentality, that weak mentality that I got. We always think that people are better than us, other things are better than us, and we have to see a stock in of we jail and chain when God is calling us to explore his world and enjoy of his world. But because of our guilty conscience, we live captive. We become like Joseph the brother. Listen to what they said. His brothers they came and threw themselves. Verse 18. Don't before him. We are your slave. Joseph listen like Unubai from chapter 45. I forgave you. I set you free. But yet you are thinking that you are a slave. And that is the problem with our guilty conscience. It cripples our mind and makes us think we are beneath the position that God has given us. You are a child of God. You are not a slave. You are not a slave to your mistake. You are not a slave to your past. You are not a slave to your error. You are a child of God. What happened? It was in the custom of this time that when time somebody would owe somebody something and for them to pay them back when they never had the money, you know what they had to do? They used to go and offer them slave as a, themselves as a slave and as a servant so that they could pay back and get themselves free. You see what is happening here? These boys, Joseph's brother, they did not look at themselves equal to Joseph. They looked at themselves inferior to Joseph. Isn't this the mindset we have as wise people? I come from this place, so I am inferior to you. Everybody else, in fact, the whole system that we have here of economy is based upon that. We can bring people to, to, to run our projects them and the islanders them and the rise up people them they can't do the project them because they are inferior am I lying? some of you can testify you have, you have degrees upon degrees and you can't get the same that people don't have the degrees that you have because they think that because this person comes from this place and you come from the other place you are not qualified but the other person is qualified I feel right why because <laughs> you see what i'm saying that one i'm saying it's crazy but that one i mean to say we make people listen to me here we make people qualify us and determine who we should be instead of we determine who we should be in christ jesus so from no one we can't think of ourselves as slaves we need to think of ourselves as sons of god if you can have access to that I too can have access to it. But no matter we stay behind us, say, because of this, no, 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 find no excuse. Because what happened, what we have here, what we learn here, is that a guilty conscience will make us live as slaves instead of living a free life in Christ Jesus. But here the beauty of the gospel. Joseph did not keep a score for them. That was the standard, to keep a score against people that don't run. You know, like, you know, like when you used to grow up with your brothers and sisters, when they do you something wrong, you always stick at it. I want to get you back. You did me here? Wait, I want to get you back. Amen. <laughs> but you see, Joseph, Joseph didn't do that. Did Joseph do that? Nope. You know what Joseph did? Joseph, the Bible said in the verse 17, Joseph wept. Joseph could not believe his brothers were thinking that he's keeping score 
of what they have done. So here it is. The beauty of the gospel is this. When the Lord Jesus Christ has forgiven us, he does not keep a record or a score of our ranks. He threw it in the sea of forgetfulness. So listen. Look, hold this work. If people point finger at you and say, you were this or that, tell them, yes. But I've been forgiven. So I am free from what I've done because Jesus paid the price for me. So don't make nobody determine or point finger at you. Remember, you are a work in progress. I'm not perfect, but I'm progressing every day in my life. I'm progressing to become more like Jesus, to look more like Jesus. Am I perfect? No. Am I going to trip? Yes. But even when you are tripped, you are not going to let the guilt of your sin keep you down there. You are going to rise above. So first, what we need to understand, we need to accept for us to overcome a guilty conscience, we need to accept the forgiveness that we have received. Because God has forgiven us, so we need to accept it by His grace. Second thing, write this down. Accept the forgiveness, but we need to accept the freedom that comes with that forgiveness. We're forgiven, but there is a package that comes with it. There is a gift that comes with it. What is that gift? Freedom. Okay. What I mean by that? Accept the freedom you receive for the condemnation you deserve. You deserve to be condemned. You deserve, tell me something, you believe Joseph brothers, they did not deserve to be paid back for what they did to their brother? You remember what they did to him? They take this poor little young boy and take him and say, we are throwing him in a pit. And they, th they did that, they threw him in a pit. And they went home. And they said, but father, they kill him. Instead of going back and help their brother. And even when they went back, they sold him into slavery in Egypt. I mean, like, if you do that to me, I'm here, you are better. Lord have mercy. But Joseph forgave them. Joseph said, I could condemn you, but I will not give you condemnation. So what we have here, we have the brothers of Joseph. They were focusing on the evil of what they've done, and they lose sight of enjoying the freedom. And this is what I want to happen here. Because a lot of time, we, we only... It, Last week I told you about the story of a young boy, right? You remember the young boy said, um, Pastor, I, you don't know my past. He was stuck holding on on what he did. And even though we were trying to console him, I said like, don't you understand what God did for you? What God did for you is greater than what you did. So you can be free from that. So they were holding, he was holding on to that. His sight was lost from what God did for him. And he was focusing on what he did. Listen to me. We will never do anything great to deserve God's grace. God had to do something for us so that we can receive his grace. That's the difference. It's something that we receive. It's not something that we earn. And listen to what happened. These brothers were living in fear of what could be instead of enjoying the present of their forgiveness and freedom that they receive. Okay, looking with me in verse 19 to the verse 21. Twice in verse 20 and 21, Joseph had to repeat something. In verse 19 and 20, Joseph had to re repeat something to them. Listen in verse 19. Look, look at what it says. Pay attention to what it says. He said, but Joseph said to them, don't be what? Afraid. Hold on. You wrong me. And yet I look at you and say, don't be afraid. Wait, let's go back again. You hurt me. 
you sold me as a slave. And now I have the ups and the upper hand to destroy you. And then I show you and tell you, don't be afraid. So Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Why, Joseph, am I in the place of God? You know what Joseph is saying? Only God can condemn because we are deserved to be condemned. Joseph is saying, God has shown me kindness. What I need to do is to show you kindness. I believe a lot of family relationship and brothers and sisters relationship can see by this one principle here. If we can be kind to each other based upon the kindness that we have received with God, from God, then we can salvage so much of the hurt and the pain and the traumas we have caused each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. That's why when we talk about this work in progress. And then verse 13 says, You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish that what accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So what is happening here? These brothers were challenged to have a right view of God of their wrong view of themselves. If you have a wrong view of yourself, you will have a wrong view of who God is. Because the Bible said you were created in the image of God and His likeness. That means if we were created in the image of God and His likeness, we must see ourselves the way God sees us. God don't see you as a slave. God sees you as a brother and sister in Christ. That's why when we try to enslave each other, we must be careful of that because we are not acting as God. So what happened here? Joseph is helping these brothers to overcome their guilty conscience. How we begin to do that? Understand this. Write this down. God did not condemn us when he could. But God used our wrongs to save us. That's it. God can condemn us. But he did not condemn us for our wrongs. He saved us from our wrongs and sins. You want proof? Let me show you. John 3, 17. John 3, 17, John said these words in the New Testament. He said, God did not send his son to condemn us, but that through his son we might be saved. The very Bible is telling us that God did not send us, God did not send Jesus Christ to condemn us, but he sent his son to save us. That means that in Christ Jesus, we can live free. We can enjoy freedom. We can, we can wallow up in our freedom in spite of the wrongs and the mess and the sins we have done. Why? Because he came to liberate us from that. So we should never live as slaves because we are sons of God. So here it is. A guilty conscience will make you think you are condemned and not freed from what you have done. That's a guilty conscience. You are condemned. You are not free. So whenever you start to have the mentality and thinking, remember that is guilt working. And guilt is what? Guilt is not the sin, but it's the residue that sin left when God saved us. So no, here it is. One of my favorite Old Testament writers of all time is semi-liberal, Walter Brueggemann. He said these words. He said, The purposes of God are much larger and greater 
are more powerful than the grapes of guilt. He adds, so great was their concern, their guilt, Joseph brothers, that they could not see that in the midst of their scheme was another plan about which none of them knew. What was that plan? A plan hidden but sure in its works. In verse number, number 19, he said that God was working out his plan. What you intended for evil, Joseph said, God was working it out for his good. So where we go from here? God's grace is greater than your gift. So let's say that together. One, two, three. God's grace is greater God's grace is greater than don't let your guilt enslave you because God has freed you no I'm giving license you giving you license to do whatever you want far forbid that Romans 6 but don't let your sin enslave you see the other thing I want you to understand is this stop focusing on the condemnation you deserve and begin to accept the freedom you have received in Christ Jesus. Stop focusing on, Lord, I did this wrong, and I deserve to be condemned. Yes, you deserve to be condemned, but you did not get condemned. Then enjoy the freedom that you received. See, get blinds and enslaves us. The grace of God liberates us from our blindness and slavery. So we're done with this. God's grace is always greater than our sin. This means you don't have to remain stuck living with your guilty conscience for a wrong that you've done when he has already forgiven you from all your wrongs. This is the good news of the gospel. That we have been set free from a guilty conscience through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So from no one, don't let what you've done in the past, present, or even in the future make you stuck. But understand this. You are a work in progress until you become like Christ. And you're not going to become like Christ on earth. You will become like Christ when he comes back. So every head bow. And I want us to stand up and let's sing of the greatness of God. <laughs> Don't you understand that God is great? <laughs> to do what he did when we deserve to be punished, he gave us liberation and freedom from all the wrongs and sins that we've committed. You know, I want us to understand that as work in progress, it doesn't mean we are perfect. As work in progress, it means that we have a goal and an aim where we are going. We are going to be, we want and we are striving to become like Christ. And if we are going to become like Christ, never think that you are never going to trip. But if you trip, remember God's grace is greater than your trips. Don't live by guilt. If we can get this, I just want us as rise up people to get this. Stop live by guilt. Because you want to continue bear on us and make us live in slavery. The past is the past. The present is now beautiful in Christ Jesus. And our future will be glorious when we meet him again face to face. So let's live free. Okay? So touch the person beside you and tell him, let's live free. Yes, you've made mistake, but let's live free in Christ Jesus. Okay? Father, thank you for your word. 
The word have hidden gems sometimes that we forget and we overlook. Father, help us to be brothers like Joseph's. Joseph, where we can show kindness and compassion to each other when we don't deserve it. But help us be brothers, my God, that when we've done wrong, we recognize the wrong that we've done. But we also receive and enjoy the freedom that we can receive for the forgiveness that has been shown to us by each other. Help us to build families, Lord God, that continue to work so that we can become more like Jesus Christ. That we will stop treat each other with hatred. And as the great Dr. Martin Luther King said, he said, here we only produce hate. And the only way we can overcome hate is by love. So help us to love each other instead of giving hatred as a return for the hatred that we have experienced. So that we can start to liberate ourselves and liberate each other as brothers in Christ Jesus. I pray a blessing upon us. Take us home safe and provide for us throughout this week. And help us to live free from guilt. In Jesus' name I pray. And the church of God says, Thank you for listening today. Our hope is that this message has allowed you to hear from the God who loves and redeems you through His Son, Jesus. To hear more from The Alternative, subscribe through your preferred podcast app. We would love to connect with you. You can follow and contact us on Instagram or Facebook at The Alternative underscore SAI. Or watch past messages at YouTube.com slash The Alternative underscore SAI. Have an awesome week.